Here we come, walking down the street. We get the funniest looks from everyone we meet. Hey, hey, we're the monkeys, and people say we're monkeying around. But we're too busy singing to put anybody down. To Hallelujah Monkeys for September 15th. I'm saying the date because I believe in my heart it's going up. My name is Dylan Flynn. My name is Trevor Ickrath. Dylan, we're back. Good Lord. You know what I was just realizing as I was saying the intro, Trevor, is that I say two and then there's a break and then I say four and then there's a break and it makes me think I should say six after that. Interesting. Six. Pence, none the richer is my favorite band. Eight. A pizza for dinner tonight. Now let's record the episode. Great. <laughs> yeah, it has been a second, right? It's been like two months. We haven't gotten together to talk about Gorilla since the Now Now came out back in July, I believe it was. We just like been sleeping on phase five. Crazy. It's been a, it's been a tough Virgo season for everybody, I think. I think so. I think you're right. And I think it's I think it's due that we that we check in about how we're doing what's going on with us so what do you want to what do you want to say well i don't know do you think people give a shit like i <laughs> like do they just care about gorillas or do they kind of care about us because i'm you well, know maybe maybe we should talk about how you and i recently uh traveled to uh the deep south of our great nation the united states <laughs> we did on a bit of a gorillas related sojourn i think that's all we should say for now but there is going to be uh, an episode about it coming out on this feed pretty soon. Suffice it to say, there are like several hours of audio to dig through and pick things for, but we have like a very special, strange, funny episode for you guys that is gorillas related. It's going to be a nice like dry run for the next big live episode uh, at Demon Days next month. Okay, I wanna I wanna do a little I wanna talk about Hallelujah Monkeys before I talk about gorillas. And I have something that I've been dying to talk to you about with you because we've mentioned it in text messages but we never talked about it in depth and also to talk about on the show okay ever since like july 6th i want to say uh every two days like clockwork the the call your voicemails hotline 585-666-1233 i forgot we were calling it that it gets a text from the nrcc aka the national republican congressional committee <laughs> Urging us to like sign petitions and make donations to support President Trump and his agenda. And here's an example. I'll read you one right now, okay? Sure. Hey, it's Devin Nunez, who I believe is a is a Republican congressman from your state, Trevor. Okay. Will you stand with President Trump and me now against the obstructionist Democrats? Take a stand here. And then there's a link to the NRCC website where you can sign a petition and make a donation. And these come... Every two days. A lot of them start like that, by the way. Hi, it's Steve Scalise. Hi, it's Kevin McCarthy. Hi, it's Rob Jay, the CEO of the NRCC. And here's the thing. We know for sure that one of you signed us up for this because we've had this hotline for months and it just started in July. Either that or there's like some kind of uh, some kind of call list that like maybe like Red Bull has signed everything associated with them up for. <laughs> Well, tell me, tell me if this gives, if this helps you get any closer to the truth. The text message that we received today from the NRCC at on the day of this recording at 1:40 p.m. was accidentally tipped a little bit of the hat because it was the first time they ever referred to us 
as the name that they have in their data bank. Oh, interesting. And they referred to us as all one word, but capitalized halfway through, quote, fellow conservative. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, if you're listening and you did this, we think this is very funny. It's very good. We could unsubscribe from this at any time, and we have not, so... I mean, if I did have to think about the position you play in my life, Dylan, yeah, that's how I would sum it up. Fellow conservative. Fellow conservative. <laughs> that's us. That's you and me. Fellow conservatives. <laughs> We're the hallelujah monkeys. If if this was the work of our, like, only known Trump-supporting listener who recently came back into the fold, first of all, we hope you decided to start listening again. And... Yeah, welcome back, buddy. We mean you no harm. We This is your show, too, buddy enjoy it's maybe a little strange that you like gorillas and donald trump since occasionally the two really do collide in heads yeah but you know gorillas is gorillas is for all folks yeah man we no gorillas fan left behind that's my that's my motto definitely not so season wise i know we're going to be shifting stuff up you mentioned we have this crazy uh southern excursion special coming up but we've done some more reconfiguring haven't we right i know last time we sat down uh we had made plans uh that the next time we reconvened we would be talking about uh the, the the seminal uh, millennium metaphors correct by gorillas family members file life cipher here's a little peek behind that curtain some of you already know this but we've been trying repeatedly to reach out to file life cipher member Cy philly to come on the show and give us an interview we've got all of our questions written he's responded to us positively several times and then disappeared for weeks at a time we were kind of bumming out about this idea of, of having to you know, trudge forward with the Millennium Metaphors episode without this interview that we really wanted to get. Yeah, I mean, who wants to talk about Millennium Metaphors if you don't got the boys there with you, right? (laughs) Right, you want to have the boys. You want to have the blokes. So we finally had this idea that, like, let's bump phase one to the end of the season. Right. And that gives us however long it takes us to get there. Hopefully not that long. We'll stall for time. Hopefully we only need a couple more, you know, days, if not another week or so. Maybe. Sometime between now and then we'll finally get this guy on Skype to to answer these questions, these burning gorillas related questions that I know you guys want to hear. Right. And and the Five Life Cipher episode is going to happen at the end of the season, whether the boys decide to show up or not. I'm I'm sure their presence is going to tilt the episode one way or another, if you will. And I personally vow to message Cypherly on WhatsApp. Uh, every day for a month until I hear something. <laughs> until then, we'll be on a we'll be on a Psy watch. So we're gonna move straight to uh, to instead to phase two. Pills and thrills and belly aches by the Happy Mondays. We're in Sean Ryder land. Yeah, and and then the season will kind of proceed as as normal with with the exception of this uh, special episodes in the future. Should be a good season. I thought another good thing to do would be to check in with you about. The now now and like how that record has sort of, you know, changed, grown, evolved, cooled off for you since since the release weekend. Right. Uh, We we released our episode about it when it when it came out. And, you know, we talked about how we felt about it then then. But let's talk about how we feel about (laughs) the now now. Now, now. We've had a couple months now with this record, and it, and it stands to reason that... We have had a couple months now, now. <laughs> whatever we feel about the record now, now, is how we might feel about it forever, forever, you know? <laughs> right, so let's talk about it. 
Yeah. Uh, I like every single song on the Now Now. I like every song. Nothing has fallen out of my good graces. I think this is still a very strong, cohesive body of work, and it's just so easy to put on and listen to. I was actually on the Discord today, discord.me slash monkeys with a Z, and we were having this discussion where we were all picking our, our least favorite gorilla song from each phase. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you, you want me to rattle mine off real quick if you're curious. Sure. Phase one, Don Quixote. Phase two, film trailer music. Phase three, Phono to Arizona. Phase four, Colombians. Phase five, and then I, I, it was a real stretch, and I eventually picked 1% as my least favorite song on the Now Now. Okay. But even even that song has, like, one of my favorite musical moments on the whole record when that, like, when that spacey 1980s prom night synth comes in, that, you know what I'm talking about? Definitely a highlight on the record, yeah. And you know, stirring, it, stirring moment. And that's my least favorite song on the record. And I like, I couldn't give it lower than a B plus. Like that's how solid that record is. It really did end up being like a perfect second half of summer album too, didn't it? For sure, man. Yeah, like it was like, released like, at the perfect time. I don't know. Damon really nailed this one. I really love driving around in my car with the windows down, playing Humility. Yeah, it's just like it just. Oh, Humility of, has yeah maintained its status as song of the summer, as far as I'm concerned. Perfect vibes. The mm-hmm. only thing that i think has maybe shifted in a negative way for me trevor uh perhaps controversially i have finally reached this plateau where when i'm listening to the album straight through i find myself wanting late lake zurich to be over about 30 seconds before it's over Uh uh-huh so i feel like maybe the fact that you know it's placed on the album it like resets after idaho and yep. then pushes you forward into that i i guess i've gotten to this point where like i'm so familiar with lake zurich and and its moves and where it goes that like just it's not it's not even as bad as like a, a soundcheck gravity where like halfway through the song i'm done with the song but like it's just a little too long yeah exactly yeah, I like you. i feel like i feel like the energy has been sufficiently reset and i'm ready to move forward if that's the worst thing you can say about an album that's pretty good i don't think there's a more consistent gorillas album i really don't i'd be hard to name one yeah oh and the other thing is uh we're gonna do something kind of wacky at the end of this episode right Right, because we just talked about how we felt about the now now but if you'll remember back on that episode we recorded we asked you guys to call into the show and talk about how you feel about it and we're finally going to take a listen to that just like on the fall episode i have a cool montage to play yeah you threw that together this morning i gotta say it came out fantastic i'm really looking forward to hearing it at the end of this episode oh and i just want to say one of the callers on that montage i believe it's alessio mentions a theory about the cover art of the now now and that's actually a theory that you and i had later shared over text messages too. nice so. cool Looking forward parallel to Parallel thinking. Yeah. Brilliant parallel thinking. Great right? minds think alike. Here's the gauntlet we have, which is that we've got like two months and change of gorillas news. I, I know <laughs> that seems challenging, but Dylan, who's better than us at talking about gorillas news? news uh, no one in the world? So let's start sorting through the files. Well, before we do, I have to give a major shout out to Discord super fan user Hunts, who uh, is always great when we put up episodes, like posting a sort of like moment by moment commentary on the episode, and who, because both of us were kind of strapped for time, did an incredible job archiving the last couple of months of Gorilla's news into like a beautiful timeline. That the Hallelujah be. Monkeys, Dark Ages, if you will. Thank you so much, dude. You are the real MVP. 
But I will say it this is a this is a comprehensive list. So I thought a fun thing to do is I'll I'll say a headline and then if you want to talk about it, you say stop. And if you want me to keep rolling, you say next. Is that good? All right. You know, the, the power of a good headline is that it sinks its hooks in you and really drags you in and makes you want to learn more about the story. So, yeah, I'm interested in this approach. All right. We're going to start with the month of July. All right. July. Seven. Dell, the funky homo sapien, falls off the stage. And according to Damon, he's got seven fractured ribs and he punctured his lung on one side, lacerated it on the other. We need to talk about this. I've been waiting. Like, I've been wanting to talk about this with you for months. Oh, my God. Finally, someone let me off of the stage. (laughs) It was an insane moment. He got, like, one line into the verse. The video (laughs) went viral. Him just plopping off it was on all the big music blogs like pitchfork was covering it stereo gum i think i might have even seen something about it in like rolling stone i asked my here's a little bit of medical expertise i asked my my doctor my physician uh significant other shelly i listed it off seven fractured ribs punctured lung on one side lacerated lung on the other side what's the earliest he could come back to perform with the band if he if he was able to and she said I think that he could be he could be stage ready in three months. Okay. So I'm saying that maybe Dell, you know, we're, we've got a month before the U.S. leg of the Nano Tour starts. There's they're on a break, right? They just finished the European stuff. So I'm saying there's a chance. There's a real chance that that Dell comes back. I know he was already posting some stuff online about feeling better and getting back in shape. So I feel pretty faithful that we're going to see him at Demon Days. Which you know what. I kind of have mixed feelings about because it spoils what I think might have been a fun little plan for that live episode. Because hear me out on this, all right? Yeah, I know where this is going. You've 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 shared this you've shared this insane cockamamie plan with me before. They're missing the guy who does Clint Eastwood, right? We've established in our first live episode that miracles happen at Gorilla shows. I'm pretty sure you and I could get Damon to let us do the Clint Eastwood rap on stage at Demon Days. Are you first verse, I'm second, or what are we, what's the However you'd want to do it. What one would you want to pick? I feel like for some reason, knowing all the words to the second verse is like 0.1% I'm a cooler Gorillaz fan. Sure. (laughs) And there's no way I'd be able to, there's no way I'd be able to resist doing the first verse. So I think that works pretty well. It's iconic. And this is how I think we'd be able to get Damon to let us on stage. I'm pretty sure Damon listens to the show. Why? Because think about it, all right? We're dealing with like a different Damon Albarn, right? One who cares a lot more about gorillas and who likes the project a lot more, especially aspects of it that he wasn't previously invested in. Fair. You put this theory out there. I do want to remind you that he has a Nokia flip phone. (laughs) Sure. But here's here's another thing, okay? He does have an iPad, but I do get the feeling that his iPad might just be like a dedicated music-making machine. What's one of uh, the first or second things you do when you find like a new interest that you're really obsessed over? I search podcasts. I, exactly. I go to the podcast app. I go to Stitcher or whatever. I type and in if the thing. Damon is super into gorillas and you know, wants to consume as much gorillas as possible... He's gonna want a podcast about it. And Damon scrolls through the the backlog of Hallelujah Monkeys. What's the first episode he clicks on to listen to? What's Damon want to hear? I think it would be the fall episode. Definitely. He wants to hear what we think. All right, yep. makes sense. Mm-hmm. I only have one more thing to mention on the subject of Dell's injury before we move off of sure. it. Sure. Which is the weirdness of while we've been texting Sight Philly. Oh yeah, this was <laughs> this was very spooky. One of the things he mentioned was, oh, I'm just in a lot of pain right now, man. I broke one of my ribs. And I was like, the fuck? 
Are you kidding me? The Clint Eastwood curse. We got to keep an eye. We got to keep an eye on Booty. We got to keep an eye on Kano. We got to keep an eye on De La Soul. We got to keep an eye on... Who's the guy? Jamal Gray. Does anybody know where Jamal Gray is? Where's Jamal Gray? Who has eyes on Jamal Gray? (laughs) (laughs) People, ribs are breaking. It's a big moment. Mm -hmm. Okay. 12, Humility Super Organism Remix and Video. I'd like to discuss this. Oh, this was weird. This was kind of weird, right? You know, it was like a kind of electro-clashy, noisy remix of Humility without the George Benson guitar on it. But And then they dropped a weird little stinger at the end, if I remember correctly. Well, yeah. First of all, it's got a very kind of crazy video where the lead singer of Super Organism is this kind of like, you know, kind of very blasé young lady is like kind of editing herself into the humility video like whispering the chess move into noodle's ear so that noodle can right. beat Remy Kavaka. It, it's very funny right that was fun yeah i enjoyed that at the very end uh she gets in, arrested i think something about tripping 2d maybe she gets implicated for tripping 2d and put in jail and then out of nowhere at the end of this humility remix she just busts a little bit of that fucking iconic first del the fucking amazabian verse and clint eastwood finally someone let me out of my cage pretty sick pretty sick yeah yeah it was fun if the threshold we're judging it on is gorillas remixes i mean it's fucking citizen kane (laughs) yeah what's next uh, 16th, Russell releases a Good Vibes remix. Next. <laughs> 17th, Murdoch calls 2D a wanker, ace, a pal, and talks about fighting Big Balls McGinnis in an interview with the enemy. Mm-hmm. Next. Uh, 20th, Murdoch, this is the free Murdoch thing. This is the free Murdoch okay. thing. Okay, we should probably talk about this. Murdoch loses his fight with Big Balls McGinnis and then tells users that he's going to need you to pose as another prisoner's fiance. To trick him into revealing critical information related to Murdoch's escape. So what we should say is that over the past couple of weeks while we've been absent, the free Murdoch kind of experience has continued as it's been going. Uh, every, like, what, third Friday or so, yeah. Murdoch will jump on Facebook Messenger and you'll get a chance to talk with him from prison and he'll update you on what's been going on and ask you to help him with some kind of scheme. To, to occasionally varying technical smoothness like i think this one went pretty good there's one coming up that was a fucking train wreck um Mm -hmm. but i gotta say even though this hasn't always worked perfectly i think this has been a pretty good way for them to navigate through this phase it's i think it's been consistently fun each one gives us at least like one new little piece of jamie artwork like to correspond with where we are in the narrative and it's like we're getting little check-ins, not just on Murdoch, but on other members of the band, which we'll mention in a minute. As opposed to radio silence, like we got through phase four, this seems like a like a manageable way to tell and maybe even finish a gorilla story. <laughs> yeah, it's not like it's not Murdoch's pirate radio, and it's not the silence in phase four. It's like a happy medium. And right now, I'm perfectly willing to settle for that. It feels kind of like mid-stakes, like... Just a fun little story to follow along with, you know? For sure. And I don't see any reason why it wouldn't finish, but I will, I, you know, maybe I'll eat those words. But it seems like they, yeah. they haven't bit off more than they can chew, and this is manageable, right? Yeah. They might have learned their lesson this time. Uh, 30th, Dell returns to the USA. I, I think that sums it up. Sure. Now we're in August. Leo season, baby. The first. An artist named Pote, I believe 
from South Africa announced an EP that contains music produced by Damon and Remy Kabaka coming out on the 21st of September, which is just a few scant days from now. Cool. We'll talk about that when it comes out. Sure. Until then, next. Uh, third, Murdoch has us flirt with Vlad, who reveals a tattoo that's a clue. Now, that this is the glitch fest, Trevor. Okay, this this was a free Murdoch event that didn't really go over too well. I don't know if it's because I tried accessing it too early in the day. That sometimes seems to have an effect, but holy shit. Like, I was, I kept getting the the puzzle fail messages randomly and he kept resetting to the beginning and like it seemed like they had written a funny little character who i would have liked to have interacted with more but it was just it it was so unstable that there was no i eventually brute forced my way to the end of it and got basically he reveals this hidden tattoo on his head that has coordinates which we eventually figured out was like in the middle of i believe colombia or argentina i can't remember which one okay but yeah, that one was a little bit of a train wreck. Um, sixth, Noodle talks about the Who, Silver Apples, Talking Heads, Notorious B.I.G., among many artists, and this is Muse in Clash Music interview. Matt Bellamy made money off the Iraq War. Next. Seventeenth. <laughs> uh, this is the next for you, Murdoch. Murdoch gets coordinates from Noodle that could be El, El Mierda, and I think it's actually got them to Noodle. Was the... Right, right. El Mierda, the uh, demon that framed him for smuggling and Got him thrown in jail in the first place. Now, this was our first time talking to Noodle through the Free Murdoch chat. It seemed like her responses to, like, side questions were significantly more limited than Murdoch's. Not as many, like, Mm -hmm. funny responses, you know? English is her second language. Well, sure. But they did it, you know, she, like, uses a bunch of emojis. And she basically hints that the reason she wants to go take on El Mierda on these coordinates is she theorizes that... 2D's dark shift in personality and how he's not behaving like himself has something to do with like perhaps demonic possession by this demon lord. And I gotta tell you, Dylan, I from minute one, I did not buy this. You didn't think so? No, I thought this was I like okay, this is gonna be a whole thing where Murdoch talks about how he's been framed by a demon. <laughs> yeah, we'll see, right? Yeah, I guess so. Twenty second of August, tangentially, Blur started a Snapchat profile. The boys are making moves. What's up, fellow kids? Also on the 22nd, Gorillaz announced a Mexico show for September 24th. 23rd, this is interesting. It's the special Gorillaz Day. It is. Yoda, a.k.a. Youth of the Apocalypse, the band featuring Jeff Wooten and, and uh, Shay Adelaken of the Gorillaz live band, including, I think, also some maybe Klaxons members. I can't remember who else is in that. Uh, wow! Got added to the Demon Days lineup, so they're going to be playing at Demon Days. Don't they have a song with MF Doom? Which is kind of sick, actually. Imagine if he showed up. Oh, I would die. I would die. What's next? Twenty eighth. Noodle is in Patagonia, and uh, she got lost in the Andes. This was kind of cool, though. Didn't everybody just like get this text from her in the middle of the night? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just with, a like, random. That, that was. That was pretty great. And we also... It really felt like this thing was... It was playing out in real time, which was pretty cool. It's cool to wake up to a text from Noodle from Patagonia. Definitely. And then on the 31st, the fateful day of August 31st, Murdoch Nichols drowned in a river of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Rest in poop. We got to talk about this a little bit, right? Yeah, this was... This was pretty wild. This was crazy. Um, Yeah, you and I were in Charleston at the time. 
playing the event together in our hotel room. Spoiler alert, you'll probably hear a little bit of this on a, on our secret upcoming episode. Yep. Just reflecting on it the weekend that we were there days after the fact was so interesting. And like, I think it was definitely the best piece of writing in this free Murdoch thing so far. For sure, because it it seemed like you were actually losing the game. He kept saying, look at the map. Find another valve that you can turn, and you're, like, looking at it, looking for anything you can do, frantically typing. Just the craziness of, like, really making you feel like you failed and yeah. killed the bassist of gorillas. <laughs> it was so great. It was very good, yeah. Definitely uh, big moves being made. And, you know. I, I, spent, I spent the rest of that weekend in a daze. I don't know about you. It just didn't feel like it was real. I know. It was crazy. Really, really yeah. pulling out all the stops here in phase five, right? I guess Ace is here to stay. Ace is, is Ace in the hole now, right? Yeah. Here's a very strange one, dude. Um, on Denholm Hewlett, same day, 31st, on Denholm Hewlett's, or Denim, I think I'm supposed to say Denim. Gorillas Roadie Denim Hewlett. <laughs> on, on his, uh, uh, I think it's on his Instagram story, he posted this wall-sized, like, cue card outline for the Gorillas documentary that he's working on. Okay. And there is all kinds of crazy stuff on there. For example, like, there's one card that just says, like, the fall and ex and like explain and like funny story about and blah 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 and then like one of the card cue cards says song titled founding fathers on a list of gorilla songs from denholm that will possibly be in the tour doc so maybe this doc is going to have like original unreleased material in it i don't know man that'd be interesting for sure I I wouldn't mind what's in it. I just want another Gorillaz documentary. I think the last update we heard was that he wants to try to get it together for the for the anniversary next year in March. I cool. think. Cool. Nice. Denim, come through. Come come on the show and promote it. Definitely. Uh and now we're in September and in the home stretch. Uh Gorillaz right. nominated for Best Group of the People's Choice Award. Uh did they win? Well, you gotta vote. Oh. Go vote. Thirteenth. <laughs> We're going to put a pin in this, but there's a, a music video came out on the 13th, but let's put a pin in that. Got it. Today, as we're recording this, the 14th, Trevor, we had a free Murdoch event. and We did, despite the, the little green guy dying in the last one. I have conflicted feelings about this free Murdoch event. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Noodle mm -hmm. reaches out. Yep. She, A, says that she found the location and found El Mierda and that he's just a nice little old man who runs a spa. Right. He used to be a demon, but he retired. He retired from, from evil doing, and it's a very nice spa. And then she got official communication from Wormwood Scrubs Prison that Murdoch Nichols was released on the 31st of August, the day that he supposedly died. Mm -hmm. Also... He was not in jail for, for smuggling anything. He was in jail for unpaid parking fines, throwing a shoe at a police officer, and attempting to bribe a judge. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Like I said, I did not believe it for a second. So her theory is that Murdoch wanted attention, right? And he, may, mm -hmm. he maybe heard about Elmierda from these other prisoners or whatever. And and started pulling strings to try to make a big Burdock adventure out of it. I think that there's some loose threads in that theory. For example, you know, what's going on with this Big Balls McGinnis? Did we really hack the PA system? Uh, what about the, the guy we catfished in those coordinates? Like, what's, what, what 
Were they all in on it? What was what exactly was happening? And another weird little twist to things at the very end of the event, she's like, "Oh, what's that coming up over the mountain?" It's a yak. It's a yak with Murdoch Nichols looking like he's in a pretty sorry state, uh, mm-hmm. tied to the back of this yak. Yep. And and Noodle just goes, "Gotta go," and that's it. And that's it. Now this is. In general, Trevor, I think, like, the worst kind of twist to happen in a story, which is, like, the severely de-escalating the stakes twist. Right. They unkilled Murdoch, which we which we all assume they were going to. He's immortal, right? Well, I mean, yes, but does that mean to age or, or physical damage? We don't know. I guess that's true. But, 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 but you know what I mean. Like, they, what's that? There's a shitty Kevin Smith movie called Red State where, that has a twist ending like this where you think something really is crazy about to happen. And then they're like, no, there was a logical explanation for all of this at the very end. Right. Mm-hmm. This is that kind of twist. Right. Where I just was never expecting this phase of the climax with like a big demon fight. Well, but maybe it's going to climax with the Noodle and Murdoch fight. We don't know. Maybe. We'll see. I don't know. I think they're going to begrudgingly forgive him and he's going to be back in the band and they're going to pat Ace on the shoulder and he's going to he's going to walk off into the sunset like a cowboy. Here's here's counter theory. What if this is just like phase one and two of Murdoch's master plan and he is going to take control over this band again like hostily and maybe like Ace, his spy on the inside who they've been teasing this idea that maybe Ace is in on all this shit is going to like use his little, his signature switchblade knife to stab 2D, removing him from the from the band. That way, Jamie Hewlett can go on, like, continuing gorillas, and they could maybe even release a Damon Albarn-less album with, like, a guest vocalist on it. As, Mur- as Murdoch doing lead vocals. Sure. Who would you cast as Murdoch, as the singing voice of Murdoch Nichols? Maybe just get Bill Cornwall to do it. Yeah. You could probably still get Justin Bieber to do it. He look he looks more like Murdoch than ever. Love it. I mean, but more likely it'll be another Cartoon Network like B lister, right? Like uh, somebody from like I don't know Ed Ed and Eddie or something. <laughs> exactly. Some yeah. some minor Ed Ed and Eddie character. But that's the Gorillas news. We did it. We made it to the end of that Gorillas news, except for what except I... for one pin we need to pull yeah, out. Yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, because of music. Huh? I mean, we got a whole ass music video yesterday, don't we? The fuck. I mean, like you know, Jamie's been teasing on Instagram. Mm-hmm. We've been getting snap snapshots of it for like forever now but yesterday we finally got to see in all its glory the official music video for trans i'm so excited to be reviewing a gorilla's music video with you trevor right because one of one of my favorite parts of the program's history has been your one sentence summaries of gorilla's music videos as well as your best dressed awards you know what? I'm so glad you brought this up because you've always cited our music video episode as like what you believe to be the nadir episode, like the worst episode. But then recently, no, I don't know about that. You have, but then recently you went back to revisit our war season and you said, you know what? I listened to that music video episode. A lot of fun. See? Cool. We we can't do any wrong. No. And I do have a one sentence summary for you, Trevor. Are you ready? Great. Yes. For the first time in 14 years, gorillas perform <laughs> a song together in a music video until Jamie Hewlett gets bored of doing that and everything devolves into a surreal montage of Dolly-esque nightmares. It's really quite good. Yeah, I was just gonna I was just gonna say, Trevor, what do you think about the trans video? 
I really, really enjoyed it. And I, I gotta say, I'm pleased to see that that has been the popular reception too. Absolutely. Like, I, I know a lot of people have been really interested in the lore of this phase. Sure, they wanna know what's up with Ace, what's up with Murdoch being in jail, but it seems like everybody's just really thrilled, and I am too, to finally just get a video of them like playing some music. Being a band. Being a band. It's been since the fucking Feel Good Inc. video in 2005, yeah. I think, yeah, yeah, that yeah. we saw Russell on a drum kit. Yes. But here he is in full animation playing the drums. And nobody looks happier about Russell playing the drums than <laughs> Russell himself <laughs> seems to be. No, he's very excited. He's alive in this video. <laughs> it's so nice to finally see him getting to do something. It's lovely. And I got to say, post collapse of the record industry, you know, second Gorillas videos are always going to be step down affairs, you know, they're not going to have the insane multi-million dollar budget of initial Gorillas videos anymore. No. Judging on that metric, like I so, so pleasantly surprised with the quality here. Mm -hmm. It feels like at least up until the end, they did a lot with a little. They very smartly used their resources. I actually kind of dig the lower frame rate animation. There's something about it that just makes the sort of phase five comic book graphic-y style really pop in a way. It looks very intentional. It definitely does. Even though obviously I know you're saving money by animating that way. It's also mm -hmm. it's also like stylistically quite cool. Yep. I, I mentioned uh, Salvador Dali in my one sentence summary. I really do think that that Salvador Dali film, that like terrifying 1920 Salvador Dali short film Unchian Andalou was a big inspiration, especially for the second half of this video which is uh, yeah which has some pretty messed up stuff going on whoa, let's talk about it geez, Louise. i mean my favorite image in a gorilla's music video maybe uh two claymation 2ds opening their mouths and one smaller claymation 2d traveling out of one mouth and into the other one i'll read from my notes because you might remember part of my part of our, our video format is best part worst part right my best part is when 2D flies out of 2D's mouth into 2D's mouth, <laughs> which which I've referred to as the 6D moment. It's the 6D <laughs> moment. Sure. Uh, it's a great moment. And and there's a it's lot a of, moment. like, there's, like, some really terrifying, like, uh, stop motion zombified, like, rotting 2D face with this. Yeah, like, pus and boils and stuff. That was very gross looking. Very, very gross. And then, like, there's yep. this great, I think it might be a might be in, like, simulation graphic software, but those great shots of a very floppy 2D, like, being wiggling, being flung around, and then at the end of the video. And then there's like, that last of, shot with him just going plonk. Love it. Love that. Very good. Effigy 2D. One of my very favorite touches in the video in the first half is uh, is 2D's little microphone that keeps lighting up with a red word as, he's, as he reaches certain lyrics on it. That's pretty cool. But not only does his microphone light up, his eyes do too, like big like headlamps. In the, in the chorus. And I will say that I had to pick a worse part. And I think the second time he kind of Jesus Christ poses and the beams shine out of his, his eyes is like... The most aware I am in the in the trans video that we're reusing animation, so I think that sure that might yeah. be the only time where the thin budget really really becomes. But I love the one of my favorite touches though, Trevor, and I mentioned it like 
every time he, he hits like a vocab word, you know, oscillate and et cetera, it'll, it'll light up that word on his microphone. And, you know, it kind of looks like the on-air lights a little bit. It's a very nice touch. But then I love how in the super wide shots, you can't read the words, but it still lights up. So you know what words it would be lighting up if you could read them. Very, what a huh. cool little detail. Love that. Very neat. Yeah. And I think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention that great moment that really showcases Ace of him just bobbing like on his base, loving it with 2D kind of looking on from the corner, like annoyed as hell. Oh, yeah. And then like Ace's face just gets superimposed over the annoyed 2D. It's very funny. Great moment. And then like 2D yeah. kind of disaffectedly playing the keys is great. Do you think he misses Murdoch? Is that what that's establishing? I don't know. I wonder if he's suspicious of... He's not smart enough to be suspicious of Ace. There's no way that's No, but happening. I think what if there's a little dark little twisted place inside the blue guy that really misses the abuse well if i can quote 2d right now i will always think about you <laughs> uh i want to give out my best dressed award but i do want to give a special runner-up to noodle unless noodle is your best dressed uh, no, but her hair looks great. Let's talk about her hair real quick because uh, f f podcast family member Gwen, who we we love dearly, was the one who pointed out to me that people with jet black hair, when they try to bleach it, often get that interesting sandy orange color, mm -hmm. which I think is a great detail. What a cool detail. Yeah. It's like fiery red, kind of. I really like it. I've been meaning to bleach my hair like forever. Go for it, man. Yeah, I kind of want to. I don't know if it's an autumn move, but maybe it's a chaotic evil autumn move. What, what kind of autumn is there if not a chaotic evil one? Good good call. And then I, My best dress, though, has got to be Ace. Mine, too. Mine, too. That's my best dress. I gave the runner-up to Noodle. Ace, absolutely best dress. He's got his sleeveless, like, navel-plunging V-neck shirt. He's got... Yeah. Very subtly, just from the turn-up of the collar, you can see that there's cheetah print on, on the inside, mm -hmm. on the trim. And then, I don't know if I'd call it subtle. Well, you know, it's subtle for cheetah print. And then sure. his giant oversized golden A belt buckle. What a mm -hmm. what a look, right? And his base. Very cool. Very cool with the with the ace card tucked into it. Yeah, and like the the buy pride sticker on it as well, I think, right? Those colors. Yeah. Uh, I just really hope that that switchblade knife is a Chekhov's gun and he's going to stab 2D. I want it to happen. <laughs> Let's hope. Let's hope. This has been a strong phase so far. We're two for two with videos. No kidding. I don't know that we'll get a third, <laughs> but if we do. But hey. Hey, I'm excited. So I know it's maybe a little gauche to like peek our heads out from under the rubble and be like, hey, uh, sorry we haven't been here for two months, but give us money. But I got to say, Patreon has been chugging along. We have not taken a Patreon break. and uh, No, and we've been turning out some of our very best work there, if I do yeah, say so myself. Yeah. Shit's get, shit gets real. Shit gets raw on Patreon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We get vulnerable. Not for how your monkeys feed shit happens on... HMPM. And I, and I mean, like, I'm not... I'm genuinely saying this. I think Patreon Keys Club is, like, the best work we've done as podcasters. I think it's I think it's tremendous. Well, it's either that or another show that we've recently started doing, I would say. That's a good point, because uh, if you're like, well, I like these guys, but I'm not going to give them fucking money, you can still hear more of us if you want to. Right, because we have recently embarked on a new project with one of our listeners slash friends, Gwen Morris. Who I mentioned earlier in the trans talk about. Uh, Gwen found us, we found Gwen through her being a fan of this podcast, and it was quickly established that Gwen is... 
something of a super fan slash expert when it comes to the pop star Taylor Swift. <laughs> right, which isn't really our wheelhouse or like an area we have a lot of experience in, but we both kind of got um, glances into the fandom uh, since we followed her on Twitter through our official account on there. Yeah, and at the very least, from these glances, we had some very pressing questions that we needed answered. (laughs) And now we get to explore those questions every so often on our new show, State of Swift. Oh, State of Swift, you guys, is an amazing show. What happens is every episode, Gwen takes us through current Taylor Swift fan community, a.k.a. Swifty, drama slash infighting and notable drama from uh, the taylor swift fandom's past of which there is a lot of which there is so much she also shares like crazy stories from her history as a taylor a taylor swift fan and then we 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 buckle down and we review a taylor swift album we started with the first one there's two episodes out now the third one's recorded and it'll be up soon and uh, we go track by track just like on a classic halloween monkeys episode and yeah, talk about some of Taylor Swift's music. I gotta say, if you don't like Taylor Swift, this might actually still be the podcast for you. Yeah, it's. I think it's. I think it's enjoyable for any anyone, regardless of how they feel about Taylor Swift. Honestly, if you like Taylor Swift, you're more likely to like send us some sort of an angry tirade on Twitter over our takes on. I don't know about that, <laughs> but I mean, thinking about how combative some of those people are, yeah, maybe. Perhaps, perhaps. But yeah, definitely check out Status Swift. It's like everywhere. It's where you're listening to this, but it's also on Spotify because I was actually able to get it up on Spotify mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as opposed to this one, which I'm still fucking trying to get Spotify to put our shit up. One day. Is that everything? Yeah. Now all that's left to do is uh, hear from the fans, I believe. Sick. Yeah. Be sure, be sure to check out the Patreon. Get on the Discord. Uh, also, you know, Twitter at Gorillas Fancast, at Dylan Flynn, at Trevor Ickrath with all the uh, all the vowels taken out. We got lots of places you can hook up with us. Yeah. And make sure to stay tuned. Uh, listen to the end of the fan montage for a very special uh, Nick Fury stinger moment. Oh, I just yeah. That's say. true. We got a post credit scene at the end of the. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. But but until we return with our either our next mini live episode or our review of Pills, Thrills, and Belly Aches by the Happy Mondays, I've been Trevor Ickrath. I've been Dylan Flynn. Don't get lost in heaven. Demo. Hallelujah monkeys. This is Alessio from St. Louis. Hello, my name is Harry Jankoff. Um, this is Alyssa. I'm from Buffalo, New York. Hey there, this is Stephen from Phoenix. Uh, sorry, I'm a little under the weather, so it probably sounds like I'm going through puberty again. I'm Frank. I'm a huge fan of Halloween Monkeys, and uh, I'm calling to leave my perception about Now Now. I actually think that Now Now is the second best girls album after Demon Days. Fuck yeah. Great album. It's probably like my number three album. Um, right behind, uh, of course, Demon Days, and then the self, self-titled, just because I'm, you know, nostalgic for it. The Now Now, I think, is on par with Demon Days and Plastic Beach, and it surpassed the self-titled as my second favorite Girls album. Demon's were going fan were Vince Tile and Alive on here, which was pretty much my only issue on Humans and all the collaborators. The people reviewing the albums need to tone it down a little bit with the Humans bullshit. Frankly, Humans was an amazing album. Like eight years, guys, come on. Like, how are they not going to make like such a huge record? Self-titled is Fire, Plastic Beach is Water, Demon Days is Earth. Now Now's Air, Humans Aether. Um, I feel like if Humans was a scary story told before bedtime, the Now Now is kind of like being tucked into bed.
So, I mean, I guess I'll start with my three words here. Um, my three words are retro, reflective, and cathartic. Three words that I'd probably attribute to the now now would be waxing and waning, introspective, and then the last word would probably be forgiveness. Uh, I feel like Damon is asking for forgiveness in regards to you know, previous issues with the band, even his interpretation of the United States in the fall, which is a little bit darker. The fact that it is an album that was recorded on the road, but it's still so different from the fall. It's crazy. My overall opinion is that the album is a pretty good 10 tracks and Magic City, which uh, very quickly has become one of my absolute favorite Gorillaz songs. Man, the soundtracks like Kansas, Magic City, and Idaho is amazing. My top three songs here, uh, I have Idaho, Sokai, and Trans, which I actually might replace with Magic City because Trans is an amazing song, but something about Magic City is like old school gorillas, you know? I think that this is the successor to Demon Days. Demon Days was the night ride train where the four ghosts of the gorillas guided you through the night and gave you a look into what would happen if humanity kept doing these things, the drugs, the alcohol, political warfare. The now-now is what happens to the human, you, the individual. It's you're living in the now-now and you got to control it. Just got my deluxe Amazon Prime uh, post-release in the mail, and uh, the cool little holographic cover actually got me thinking about something that you guys mentioned on your episode review. The entire sort of two versions of Damon, two versions of 2D that appear on the record, I think is for Further exemplified in the graphic on the front of the album, having two-tone 2D, um, and the pink one kind of looks like it's drifting away, um, which could be that sort of avatar version um, that you guys have made mention of, and that is referenced in the lyrics. I thought that was a really cool tidbit. Overall, the now now is a 10 out of 10 album for me, and it's one of the most consistent girls' albums yet. Just wanted to say thanks for everything that you guys do, and uh, here's to another killer girls' record. Co-host of Hallelujah Milky's here to say, Lake Zurich should have been the 